Future Ravens, welcome back to the Talking Ravens podcast. My name is Stanley Philippe. This is the question. What could I study? It's a question that every single student has asked themselves either before or during and even after they've completed their post-secondary studies. Yep, the idea of picking a program, understanding what that program can do for you, and then seeing it through can be a very daunting task. And I think it's really fun when we get to learn from those who've walked the path that you are about to undertake. And so today's episode is a special one because we're actually talking to current university students who not too long ago were in your shoes asking this question, what could they study? They found an answer, they've been exploring an answer, and our conversation will give you a glimpse, just a glimpse, a preview, if you will, of what type of answers could come from asking that question. So without further ado, I'm really excited to present to you this awesome conversation I had with a group of students who are involved with the First Year Connections program. This is a program where upper year students are connecting with new students as they're entering their first year of university. And the goal is to support you, to guide you, and to help you, again, continuously answer this question. So I really, really hope you enjoy our conversation that we had not too long ago. I am so excited to have uh, not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, but six awesome students who have this one really great thing in common. Well, two things in common. Uh, One, they're all Carlton students. And two, they're all mentors in our First Year Connections program. And we'll definitely jump into that at some point in the podcast. But before we do that, I want to give each of our awesome guests a chance to introduce themselves. So maybe just share your your name and uh, your program. And if you want to throw in something fun about you, uh, feel free to do that too. Aurora, we'll, we'll start with you. All right. Well, hello, my name is Aurora. I'm in my third year of the Combined Honors Neuroscience and Biology program. This is my second year being a mentor. This year, I'm also the president of the Science Student Society, which is very exciting and fun fact fun fact i have two cats they're like kittens they're a year old now angel and nova love of my life they're very cute yeah that's pretty much me hi my name is rita i'm in my fourth year or actually 4.5 i refuse to call myself a fifth year student but i'm in my last semester of public affairs and policy management here at carlton This is also my second time being a mentor, but I'm a senior peer mentor this year. And I was a peer mentor two years ago during the pandemic. Um, So that was definitely an interesting experience. And I was a mentee myself in my first year. So the program was really helpful. And yeah, looking super excited to be on this and chatting more with everyone. Uh, Hey, everybody. Uh, My name's Nick. I'm a fourth year legal studies student majoring with honors in law. Fun fact about me is I live and breathe legal jurisprudence and I'm applying to law school this fall. Hi, I'm Hannah. I'm in my third year of neuroscience and mental health with a minor in cognitive science. I'm also a senior mentor for the First Year Connections program. 
And fun fact about me is I've watched the show Designated Survivor over like 15 times now. Yeah. Yeah. Hello, my name is Anne. I'm in my third year of law and legal studies with the concentration in business law and a minor in criminology and criminal justice. I'm currently a senior mentor, the FYC program. Uh, I was a mentee in my first year and a mentor in my second year. Uh, A fun fact about me is I love music, art, anything creative. Hi, I'm Matt. I'm in my fourth year of electrical engineering here at Carleton. I'm a senior peer mentor. This is actually my third time being a mentor. I'm originally from outside of Toronto, GTA kind of thing. And fun fact about me is that I love to watch sports, especially the, the Blue Jays. Oh, okay. Well, at the time of this recording, the Jays are uh, in a playoff spot. I'm not sure if they're winning tonight, but hopefully by the time folks hear this, they'll be playing in the playoffs. If not, uh, it may be a different type of podcast for some of our Blue Jays fans. Um, but but thanks for that, that reminder. Uh, Hannah, I, I want to start with you because you talked about uh, the designated survivor show. And so you're going to be my designated conversation starter tonight. The first year connections program. If we can just take a moment and talk a bit about what it is and why did you decide to get involved with it? So the first year connection program allows incoming students and new students at Carleton to connect with an older student, someone who has been there for two years and basically help them transition from either high school to university or one university to Carleton, or if they haven't like studied for a while, just basic transition into university lifestyle and how to manage academic, social life, finances, things like that. It's also a great opportunity to meet other people who go to the school and kind of learn from the mistakes that those students have made and what the new students can do better. I decided to go into the program in first year as a mentee. I think I honestly filled this form out accidentally, not really reading it, but I ended up loving it so much because it's my second year um, being a mentor and I found it very, very helpful. I was definitely very clueless as to how life would look like in my first semester. And although I had, you know, university advising during 12th grade and everything, I didn't feel like I knew how to manage my academic life all that well and how to organize myself and figure out how to like make friends properly and what I could do on to be involved on campus and things like that. So I definitely came out of it a better person and a better student. Did anyone else apply accidentally or did anyone be like, oh, I, I'm intentionally looking for uh, this opportunity to to give back? Any other accidental mentors? I'll be honest. I was also an accident. So I should have said it. I'm also a senior mentor. This is my second year at the program in the beginning. But what happened for me was I'm a transfer student, so I can relate to a lot of this. I, I took a three-year college degree. And then I also accidentally signed up for a job. And then I went back to university. And then I'm like, oh, what's this cool thing? Oh, it must be some kind of weird like job thing, maybe. And then I didn't realize it was like a mentee situation. And I ended up loving it. So it's just an awkward, you know, bumbling around. Okay, so then for, for those who were intentional with this process, 
Was there a desire to give back? And did you actually benefit from a mentor situation when you were in first year? For me, I definitely did have a desire to give back. I remember being a mentee myself um, in my first year. And if I'm reflecting back on it, I just remember still being so like in my shell. Um, I had moved out of my home, my city, moved five hours away for the first time, lived on residence. It was just such a new experience. But I remember like meeting this stranger, I guess, and this new person on a weekly basis. And it was very helpful. It was guiding. It was like, you know, 30 minutes out of the week where you are just being listened to and you're asking, you're asking questions, they're asking you questions. And so for me, I knew that I wanted to give back and not to say be better as well, but really be able to put myself in the position or the shoes of a student after having been in those same positions and be able to really tailor the advice, learn the skills that they offer us in the training, and just really try to support first-year students in their transitional journeys, because it is a challenging one. I feel like I had a bit of a opposite experience almost. I, I wasn't a mentee in my first year. I wish I was. That's kind of why I decided to become a mentor. I'm like a first-generation student, so when I started university, I literally didn't know anything. Uh, My first year was also online. It was a COVID year. So I feel like that made me feel more isolated and alone. And I just was super confused. And I wish I had a mentor, honestly. That's why I joined. Because when I saw the description of it, I'm like, oh my, this exists. Like, I wish I knew about this at the beginning of the year. So I joined and I feel like I learned so many skills that helped me go into my second year. And I feel like it's really cool now to be able to help first year students who I see were in are in like a same position that I was like struggling, not knowing anything and being able to help them like I wish I was helped is like a really cool and rewarding experience that mentoring gives me. I would say the same as well. Just, uh, oh, go on. You can go on. Uh, sorry, just, just add on to that. Um, uh, I kind of had an interesting experience as well. It was sort of first year 2020 COVID year coming off of online high school for three months I was kind of nervous going into the first year so I followed a bunch of social media accounts from Carlton and uh, one day I got a, a post that was first year connection sign up to get a mentor and I was like hmm, this is interesting I had some previous leadership experience in high school and I was nervous getting into school like I didn't feel comfortable, so I joined. And I'm like, maybe I could um, sort of see this opportunity opportunity out in in my second, third, fourth, fifth year. So I get back after I become comfortable in the school and stuff. So um, in my first year, it was really, really, really beneficial to have a a mentor to talk to every week, 30 minutes, to sort of kind of feel a connection to the school without actually being there during COVID. Uh, So, yeah. Okay, yeah. I mean, I, I would say I had a really good experience as a mentee. Um, that really motivated me to also see how I, I could give back to the Carlton community at large. Because my mentor, my mentor in first year, really helped me to like balance my um social life, academic life, everything. And also being an international student, it was a bit different. I think my mentor was also an international student, so I was like damn what a match so it really helped me and I was like really excited to be a mentor in my second year 
Okay, so so the trends the trends are starting to develop here. Where you know a lot of you folks were saying that uh, one you you wanted to give back, which is which is always nice nice to hear because that's a good sign that the community is certainly there. And then and then two that there were things that happened beforehand, whether it was you know the challenges of COVID or of you know not really knowing where your path is going to take you and and wanting to develop certain skills too that can help you and help others. Those are all kind of things that played into your role. I, I wonder if some of those similar trends played into your decision-making process, because we, we want to have a conversation really about program selection. You know, one of the things that uh, students have to do in order to get to university is choose a program, which seems so obvious, but it's but it is such a weighted uh, decision. For uh, for all of you, and maybe and we'll go back to you to start. What was that kind of initial uh, process like? You know, finding maybe a topic, maybe a a skill, maybe a a career path. What what was that first kind of initial entry point into what ended up being your actual program? Surprisingly, I actually applied to Carlton's journalism program. Because I was just like, what is Carlton known for? Like engineering. Mm. I was like, yeah, that's not my thing. Okay, journalism. But I realized that that's not what I wanted to do. And I was like, okay, if I'm going to come to Carlton, I'm going to switch. I'm going to call and ask if I could switch before accepting. And they were like, okay, I could do that. Um, Because I've always wanted to study law since I was in like grade five. And I just applied to Carlton at random. That's why I applied to a random program. But when I realized that I wanted to study law was um, I started to observe my passion for advocacy my passion for research. Surprisingly, not every lawyer law student likes doing long readings. It's more like the interest, the interest in the topic and what I can get more out of it, not always 50 pages of readings. But yeah, I, I made sure to look to join events that helped me to like ask myself questions or what, what are my passions? What do I really want? Uh, I started to realize that, yeah, I actually love business processes, business law and legal system at large. So that's why I picked law. I actually switched into neuroscience. I was originally a cognitive science student my first year. And even before that in high school, I thought I wanted to major in psychology. So I always knew I wanted to do something with the brain. But after first year, I realized that I wanted to do things that surrounded more the biology of the brain and um, how the brain works itself and so I realized I wasn't in love with every aspect of cognitive science and that I would benefit a lot more from being in a program that I was very passionate about and that I would want to continue learning and so I just made that switch over which was a very hard decision for me and I feel like people don't talk about it a lot because you think you're supposed to go into university into a certain program and finish that program but it was the best decision I've ever made because I didn't want to be stuck in a program that I didn't absolutely love 100%. And it's okay to switch programs too. It's perfectly fine. Did anybody else feel that pressure of, hey, I need to not only pick a program for my first year, but for my first through my full degree. And that kind of maybe uh, influence or, or put more weight or maybe clarify things. Who, who, else, who else felt that same type of perspective? I feel like I felt that as well, but I almost had like a different effect because it didn't make me switch. It made me like realize that I really liked what I was doing. Because when I applied, I applied to neuroscience and biology, which I'm in, 
And I also applied to aerospace engineering. So like kind of different. But then when I thought about it, I'm like, hey, this is something I'm going to commit to for like four years. If I have to go in every day and study and do this, I want to make sure it's something that I love and that it's something that I actually find really interesting. And that thought is what made me realize, okay, I love neuroscience. I love the brain. I don't think I love the thought of aerospace engineering. And I think I made the right choice personally. I, yeah, neuroscience at Carleton. I love it. So kind of going off with that, um, I actually coming out of high school, I was sort of talking to my parents and deciding what I wanted to do. And I was very like problem solving kind of thing. So I was applying to like science programs, a couple engineering programs here and there. And I applied to actually aerospace as well at Carleton. And I got into electrical engineering. And after a couple of years, I was like, I wasn't, I was never forced. Like I never felt the pressure of like having to continue to finish where I started. So I, I was like oh, always open to switching, but I got into electrical engineering. And after the first year, I was like, wow, this, this field is like rapidly changing, evolving. And it's actually really interesting. It's hard, but it's interesting. And I like this lot of problem solving. So I wanted to stick it out because I can figure it, I can, I like it and I can get it good position in a, in the future is there is there something about the application process when you're in high school that really facilitates discovery and i i asked that because it sounds like in some cases there was a, almost like an accidental on purpose actually on purpose just an accidental discovering of a particular program or in other cases there was like a hey like I'm passionate about this thing and then let me hook onto that and like just kind of stay with it what is it about finding a university program that can inspire like is there inspiration in this process um I would say there is for me because uh, in first year I was just in a law program then I picked up a minor in criminology and criminal justice, and I picked up a concentration in business law. All this was still in my department, but like there, it was like developing my interest and my passion. And I would say that I just got more inspired by the options that were around me, and they were not tedious because now I could take an elective. Um, I could take a criminology course as an elective, but it's account towards my minor. So everything was just adding up, and I was like, yeah, this is it. <laughs> For me, I think the discovery or inspiration really happened in grade 12 during the university fairs. The way I went about it was, and there is a lot of like STEM and law themes going on, like in our our podcast here. Whereas for me, that was like the first two things that I realized were no for me. I knew that science, math, business is not for me at all. And I was always interested in law and like the social sciences, but I knew law school might not end up being the right choice for me. So I wanted to choose a program that would still open me up to tons of opportunities. But I really focused more on my interests. And my interests for me, I knew were always surrounded in like international relations, world issues. That's just something that made me excited, made me happy. And in grade 12, I was ready for something new. I was ready to take the subjects that I was kind of focusing on in my grade 12 and grade 11 years and learning them in an environment where you're specializing them. And so Ottawa, making that decision to move, though, was a hard one. But as I looked more into the programs offered at U Ottawa and Carleton and visiting the university fairs and trying to talk to 
other people in these fields just helped me learn so much more about it that I felt so much more confident and comparing the advantages of both and the uniqueness of the programs is ultimately how I made my decision of choosing of choosing the Bachelors of Public Affairs and Policy Management. But ultimately, yeah, I think the discovery really comes and the inspiration comes from talking to people, but just thinking ultimately what you don't like and what you do like and trying not to put too much pressure on yourself when choosing a program. Um, I think there's a lot of pressure for you to feel like you need to choose something and that you can't go back kind of like what was discussed before too but you always can you should never be stuck and I don't think you should ever make the decisions for somebody else as well it should always be ultimately about your own goals Mm, I, I really really love what you just said there because because pressure is something that is it feels like it's constantly there for our grade 12 students you know whether it's self imposed or external pressure it just has this appearance of like and and I mean I mean I don't I don't know I've been away from school for a long time so any of you can can chime in on this but it feels like again like whatever you pick is going to dictate the rest of your life we kind of we kind of paint that picture in some ways in high school and 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 honestly and I, I had a session today actually where I was like someone asked oh what's the job success rate after graduation and I was like, oh, it's, that's an interesting question. And it's a hard one to actually, you know, unpack because if the job success rate is 95% and you're part of the 5% that doesn't get a job, then what does it say about you? You know, and it's it's such a a hard way to look at it. For me, it's it's kind of the opposite where it's like, well, what's going to be your your own measures of success? And, and how can we help you kind of accomplish that? And so... I'm, I want to know about the Carleton community. Obviously, this is a, a Carleton podcast, so we're trying to like pump the tires of our university a little bit. But I want to know, like, honestly, you know, how much did the Carleton community either help in your decision making process or help to reinforce the decisions that you made in terms of um, selecting a program and selecting a university to attend? Yeah, I'll jump in right away. Uh, so I'm a transfer student. So when I graduated high school, I'm also in my mid twenties. I went to college first and came to Carleton after. And what really shaped it for me was I had no idea what I was doing in grade twelve. Like I was looking at Carleton, but I I was testing the waters and I tried out business. And then I found out I had a love for business law, so that's where I was looking to. And of course, you can't go to law school without a bachelor's degree, or you can try, but good luck. And I found out Carlton had a legal studies undergrad. And like, this is phenomenal. Uh, so I reached out to a couple of my friends who were already at Carlton. And uh, you, they have like a law society. They have a mooting team. They have all these like political debates, journal clubs, and sub branches you can go into. So it's just like this really huge environment that you can be devoured by. Um, mm. And again, I came in uh, in 2021, fall, the fall of 2021. So just as still COVID restrictions are still playing around. So it was really difficult to like, get involved. So that's kind of where my accidental mentee joining came. It's like, oh, I'll see what's going on. But it wasn't really until the other year where I saw everything in person, was surrounded by the culture and kind of got married to the Carlton life. I, I would agree with Nick on that. My my first year was a COVID year. So I was online and it was 
an interesting experience. But when my second year came and I came in person, that's when I was like bombarded with everything. And I didn't realize how much there actually is on campus and how many people are there to help you and support you like mentors, but also professors. That's something that surprised me a lot is I feel like a lot of people in high school are told like professors don't care about you. They won't make exceptions like you're on your own. And I think that was something that like surprised me the most was how much professors, I mean, I might be biased in neuroscience, but especially neuroscience professors, they're just like the nicest people ever. And I find that they genuinely care about you and want you to do good. So I know if I've ever gone up to a professor and I'm like, I'm confused about this or anything, like they've always been really nice and they just like to talk about life as well. So if you're confused on what you want to do, like moving forwards or jobs, like usually they've been out there a bit and they can help guide you with that as well. So I think they're kind of an underrated resource that high school students might be scared to approach because I know I know I was. I just want to say what Rita said before about interest and stuff like that in high school. I definitely found that being a part of different clubs and stuff definitely helped me and reinforce my decision in the program that I wanted to take going into university. But then again, that also got reinforced once I came to Carleton and even switched programs. Like there's the Carleton Neuroscience Society and everything. And like everybody in that, the society is so nice and so helping and everyone within the class. And also what Aurora said before about the profs, like that further reinforced my decision about staying in the program because they're just so accommodating and very, very helpful. And it's definitely a huge stigma, I suppose, that profs aren't there for you. They don't care about you. You know, they have a thousand students. But yes, they have a thousand students, but they want every single one of those a thousand students to do well because it also reflects back to them in the end. I agree with those points completely. I think thinking about idea or as a grade 12 student, sorry, thinking about university, the idea of it as a grade 12 student is just very daunting and making that decision like we've kind of talked about there's a lot of pressure but for me I remember having to decide between U Ottawa and Carleton primarily but Carleton really (laughs) sucked me in as well I don't know it's just and I have no regrets about it at all I think immediately there was something about the Carleton community and visiting the campus during the campus tours where it was just so beautiful You have a lovely campus. It's a little more isolated. We're by the canal, like tons of trees and water. Like you can't beat the natural beauty of our campus. But I think above all else, it's the amount of resources that we have. And so even during the university fairs that I remember going to and Stanley actually meeting you there too. So five years back, but just knowing how accessible, approachable everybody was, how easy it was to talk to everybody in the programs I was applying to got to put a face to their name that just added to the personable aspect of Carleton and knowing that it's a little smaller of a university compared to the really big um, universities that we see I knew that I was going to have a better experience here that I would be so I truly did see myself adapting well into the community feeling a part of the community and getting more involved and I have no regrets. Um, and ultimately, another point about that would be the uniqueness 
of our programs. I think especially being a social sciences or public affairs student, um, we talk a lot about the auto advantage, but I think we talk about it a lot for a reason. There is just tons of opportunities both on campus and in the community to feel the value of your program and your decision to study here. Um, so it's truly very worth it. What a, what a lovely conversation we're having. Yeah, sorry. No, go go ahead, Matt. Go ahead. I was just I was just gonna sorry, gush sorry, about sorry. how nice this is, but but please go go on. Yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, um, I was just gonna add on to say uh, I'm from the GTA, and when I was applying to schools, I, as I mentioned, I accidentally kind of stumbled on Carlton Engineering, but I actually ended up going to I think it was a little seminar in Mississauga actually. Uh, a uh, recruitment lady came to one of the performing arts centers and gave us a presentation. And being from outside of Toronto, I was like, you know, you know of Carlton. I knew of Carlton. Uh, I didn't know how diverse and how good the programs were. I didn't really hear much of the school. When I went to this seminar kind of thing, I was like, took back. I was like, wow, it seems like the community is judging by the personality of this. I forget her name, but woman that presented there I was like this community seems amazing and then I researched a bit more and I saw that was previously mentioned the campus is beautiful and uh, just kind of took me aback kind of thing I love it I wish I could claim it that it, it was me as well but but I don't think that was me in Mississauga <laughs> can I just say because I want to ask you all one final question and I'm really thankful and grateful for for your time I, I wanted to to ask you a bit about and it's funny because I have a I have a colleague in my office, what she does when she is consuming a TV show or a movie or whatnot, she'll actually read the plot and then read like the spoilers. Like she actually wants to know how the movie ends before she watches the movie, which I know it's like, it's like, it's a wild perspective, but, but it's her thing. And so I, I want to ask all of you and then maybe Matt, we'll, we'll start with you and then go around. If you had a chance to time travel uh, go back in time, talk to your grade 12 self, would you spoil the story? Like, would you tell them, knowing how you were feeling back then, would you be like, hey, here's how it's going to end up and it's going to be okay? Or would you be like, nah, you might be anxious, but I'm not going to tell you anything. You'll just have to live it yourself. How would you play that? Are you a spoiler person? Or are you saying, let's live life spoiler free? Matt, you go first. Uh, that's a good question. I think uh, I'm a big in the moment kind of guy, so <laughs> I would definitely not spoil it. Um, if I if I was going back to grade twelve, I'd probably do some more research on that they have like programs available, especially at Carlton, and sort of dive into options and uh, and what I wanted more. But no, I'd definitely not spoil it. I think <laughs> I end up in a really good place, and I'm really happy with that. So. Yeah, but I definitely tell my great tell self to do more research, like grind more on the on on the internet, just looking at programs and information about schools, just to get a better idea of what exactly I wanted to do before I stepped into university, and so I didn't have to fall into this place, which is a good, a great place, but be more prepared, kind of thing. I am very against spoilers as well, so I wouldn't tell my grade twelve self about the amazing time that I'm happy right now. Yeah, I'm also very much like live and learn in the moment person. So I'm so happy with my decision and I would want my past self to just 
live that and learn from that as I go. I'm going to be the breaker, a uh, bearer of bad news here. I would spoil it. And <laughs> it's not for the reasons you think. So my mother can't read or write. And my father never graduated high school. So I'm also a first generation student who went to both uni and college and I'm now going to law school. Uh, so I would do it for the reasons of, hey, you're going to get there. You're going to make it. I took a few little detours, steps of necessity, but everyone's trip takes an extra step here or there. It's okay being the first and spoiling it's not always the worst thing in the world because you can try something new. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I would so much spoil it, but I think encouraging my past self would be something I wouldn't mind doing. Um, Just kind of saying like, you got this, like first year, very difficult. You might feel like, you're in a whirlwind, but like, you're not alone. You'll make it through, but I wouldn't spoil any of the details, you know, happy accidents. I think most of the stuff that I'm doing right now, I stumbled upon and I didn't plan for it to happen. It just kind of did. And those things are probably the best things I have going right now. Um, like the mentoring or being in the science society or even being in neuroscience. So I wouldn't want to spoil any of that. I like how it all just unfolded when you least expect it but the encouragement can definitely help so believe in yourself and that's that's what I would tell me I'm a little torn with this still and after hearing everybody's thoughts because I'd love to tell my grade 12 self that it will all work out because it always does but at the same time I hate surprises I like to plan like I like to be proactive I like to know what to expect especially when you are making such a big decision like this but I have learned that like you're you are prepared for whatever life throws at you and I think life in general is filled with surprises I would maybe just tell myself like you know trust your gut like trust your instincts put in the work you know do your research familiar familiarize yourself but then in the end trust yourself in the decisions that you make um because everything does work out um and so even for me i I tell my grade 12 self like good job you considered content for all the right reasons you know you did your part of researching um getting to know the program and talking to a bunch of people learning from their lessons learned and advice then the rest you truly just do have to just lean in take a chance and it just works out um I don't think that there's any aspect that doesn't because you'll always learn from it and you'll grow from it but yeah I would say that I actually like movie spoilers. Like, I just want to know what's happening if it's worth watching. But with life experiences, now I would rather, like, face it because I feel like experiences form us, like, good or bad. Like, it really builds up our character. And it's kind of hard to say that because most of my decisions with university were last minute. Um, Not many, not every university in Canada and Ontario offer a law and legal studies program. So it was just like, oh, pick this, pick that, whichever one falls into, like, my choice and I picked that Carlton like last minute decision like I'm so happy I got a place on it because I was so slow with choosing but if I if there's anything I'll tell my grade 12 self was just to take it easy and like just take it easy on myself because like it's not the end of the world if you like choose a major you don't want like there's so many opportunities to develop yourself more even in university so you don't have to have it all figured out in grade 12. Well, I, I feel like, you know, we had a very easygoing conversation and I hope that the people who li are listening are are taking advantage of this opportunity to hear from real students. So uh, I'm so, so, so thankful for your time. I really enjoyed this and 
and hope to run into all of you on campus uh, at some point uh, this year. So again, thank you everyone for doing this and best of luck in your mentor year, in your programs and, and all your endeavors uh, moving forward. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And we'll be back with more of the Talking Raven podcast. A big shout out to our students. You know, we love our students so much here at Carleton University. They truly are the heartbeat of our school. And they do so many amazing things both on and off campus. Now, speaking of campus, this weekend is our open house. On Saturday, November 4th, we're going to be welcoming, hopefully, many of you to our campus so you can get a glimpse, get a feel for what your future home will look like. And so if you are planning on coming on Open House weekend, I look forward to seeing you there. If you're going to miss it, fear not. We're going to have uh, quite a review, an update, a summary of what took place during our Open House. So next week, look out for that amazing review of Open House 2023. Until then, this has been a Talking Raven podcast. My name is Stanley Philippe, and remember, you have a lot of greatness inside of you, so don't be afraid to unleash your inner awesome. Take care, y'all.